0: Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus
1: Life Podcast. Josh.
0: Podcast. Dude, we're back. It man. is good to Late. see you.
1: It's good to see you. I know we've talked a few times, but we haven't recorded for a little while. We've been doing a lot of summer stuff. Sorry, people, but it's yeah, summer. It happens. And we've been doing summer stuff. So here we are. You can't see us. Here we are,
0: but and we're doing a new series. See- but as as we yes. were doing the intro, it hit me. It's like there, there's a downside of habits, right, where you just do the same thing over and over again. You forget, like, the meaning and the idea behind it. Yeah. But as yeah. I was saying, the lines today, like, we're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. Yeah. Like, it's true. Like, and I think yeah. hopefully that's, that's relatable. Like, we're not... Yeah we're not theologians. You know, we're not nope. um, Bible scholars. We're just two normal guys. Uh, just yeah. like you, uh, if you're guys, if you're gals, we're kind of like you, but different. Um, <laughs> I almost went political and I won't, I'll leave it alone. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> not to you know, get political, to live, but yeah, trying to no, live this, trying to live this Jesus life of like, who is he yeah. called us to be, and how do we love him and love people right well, and um, you know how do we, you know, the beautiful thing about Christianity, I know we say this regularly, but the beautiful thing about Christianity is when we screw up, we get to get back up and try again. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's what Jesus did for us on the cross. Um, where he's not looking for perfection. He's not looking for um us to do everything right the very first time like he wants he wants our hearts like he wants to know us yeah I just uh reminded um I don't remember the reference off top man head I should know this because they're famous verses but when um the the sorry I was gonna try to find it but I can't uh when nah, they're like did it. we not just roll with Jesus did we not prophesy your name and in your name cast out demons yeah. He goes, you know, away from me for I never knew you. Revelation 4 or 5, something like that, maybe. Uh Um, You know, I spit you out of my mouth, you lukewarm Christians. Like there's this piece of um, Christianity that we get into us wanting to do for God because we feel like that's controllable. Um, and Jesus is just simply saying, I just want to know you and be known by you. Um, yeah. like be with me, let me guide your life. Let me, let me, um, spend time with you on the daily, um, mm-hmm. all those types of things. But <clears throat> yeah, Andrew, dude, we finished up yeah. the, the, the Psalm series. Cause we're like, I'm done. Um, and <laughs> we're car- kicking uh, off a new series today. What is that new series?
1: Well, Sorry for the abrupt way to find out if you're finding out right now, which you are, that we concluded the psalm series, but Josh and I were talking and uh, and we both kind of realized like, man, it feels like we are saying a lot of the same things, that we're taking these psalms in the same direction. And as we talked about it, like, there's actually only a small number of major themes through all of psalms. And Josh and I kept picking the Psalms that were very similar. So I hope you enjoyed that series. I actually enjoyed going through it with you, Josh. It was good. Um, But but we felt like if we kept going on that, we would just keep repeating ourselves. So this series, we want to go like a slightly different direction. We're going to be hanging out in John, and we're going to be working through the statements where Jesus says, I am the... like." Like, we're gonna, today we're gonna cover in John six, I am the bread of life. We're gonna talk about I am the light of the world, the gate of the sheepfold, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the true vine. Like, that's where we're going in the next six, seven episodes. And we're doing that because, like, these are the claims Jesus put out there. These are the things of, like, this is who I am. Like, listen to me, people. This is who I am. And a lot of the time, when these things were said, people were just kind of like, oh, that sounds cool and like a teaching thing I don't really understand. But when we look at Jesus in the light that we could see him in now, looking back and saying, whoa, this was, this is the Son of God. And he was telling us parts of who that is, what that role means right like who that is what he is what he was then and still is today um so it should be cool so we're we're going into John 6 today um and we're going to talk about how Jesus is the bread of life and um what that means so Josh I don't know if you want to add anything to that or kick off and read the verses this start in verse 25 but Jump right in, my friend, however you see best fit.
0: Yeah. I I think it's important to remember as believers, and it's it's easy for us to get off task. Like I was just having this conversation with our ministry team at at the church of like like I get where I get where churches get off off track. Um I get where the Catholic Church got off track. Like it, it genuinely started from a, a healthy place. Um I'm trying to remember how, oh it was wealth management. Churches do wealth screening now. Uh it's like a thing. It's it's actually seeping into the evangelical market of like man. where they figure out your giving potential. Yeah, it's bad. Not no, good. No, but it, it's been a part of the Catholic Church for a long time. And you know we look at it and say, well it's evil. Like how can you You're just greedy and want more power and this and that. But it probably started from a good place of like, you know, they believe giving was was biblical and mandated and important, um, and they wanted to make sure that like um, you were giving up to what God has commanded us to give, like those type. Like it started with a good place, and I think oftentimes with Christianity in general is we, we forget about Jesus being the cornerstone of everything, mm. um, right? Like we are followers of Jesus because of the death and resurrection of Him, um, not because of the Bible. Not be, if we didn't have the Bible, we would still be Christians, um, but like we get off track and like chasing all these different things and we forget the core of our faith yeah. oftentimes. And we end up yeah. getting, you know, down these weird paths. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think part of this series is just getting back to mm-hmm. the core. Like what did yeah. Jesus say? Who did Jesus say he was? Uh, and thankfully Jesus, you know, he likes repetition and he likes mm-hmm. uh, to bring things up over and over again. And, you know, as Jesus is perfect at creating sermon series, he created this sermon series, a seven week series on That's right. the I am statements of Christ. Yeah, uh So we're going to, we're going to work through them and maybe it's helpful just to hear where we're going. Uh, but in John six, he makes the statement, uh, today, uh, that we're going to cover. I, you know, I am the bread of life in John eight. He says, I am the light of the world in John 10. He says, I am the gate of the sheepfold in John 10. Uh, later in John 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. Uh, in John 11, he covers that he is the resurrection and the life. And finally in John 15, he is the true vine. I am the true vine. Um, so we're going to cover all these, I'll read these verses. This is John six, starting with verse 25 here. We do this. Maybe what, what's our recording time? We're seven minutes in and we're hitting verses already. Come on, folks. Yeah, like, This is
1: fast. Yeah. This is, fast. this is
0: never the case. And there's yeah. been no poop jokes or, no. or other 12 year old jokes going on. We're like, doing that's really a good win for those we that are like, like, I hate their banter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i love that you're like here we go wait a minute
1: we haven't said poop we haven't made any dumb jokes let's hang out here for a minute we were doing so good man and like i think we're still doing good we're knocking it out of the park so there we go. So uh, here we go
0: uh, beginning of john six it has the account of um jesus feeding the five thousand um john yep know this about the book of John. John's not chronicle. Um, it's actually built around these principles, these, these like seven things that Mm -hmm. Jesus said. I think it's actually nine total, but, um, it's kind of, so like feeding the 5,000 walks on water and then we go into really him explaining everything that's going on and the big piece of it. But Uh, Verse 25, uh, when they found him on the other side of the lake, um, they asked him, Rabbi, um, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, uh, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Um, Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which is the son of man, uh, which the son of man will give you. Um, for on him, God, the father has placed the seal of approval of approval. And then they asked him, what must we do? uh, What must we do to do the works God requires? All right. (laughs) I can read sometimes Uh, Jesus answered, the work of God is this to believe in the one that he has sent. Uh, So they asked him, what signs will you give um, that they will, that, they, that we may see it and believe you. What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness as it's written and gave the bread from heaven to eat. Excuse me. Jesus said to them very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who, who has given you the bread from heaven, but it was my father who gives you the true bread from heaven for the bread of God is, uh, the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Uh, sir, they said, uh, always give us this bread. And Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. All those the father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, um, not to do the will, not to do my will, but to do the will of the one who has sent me. And this is the will of the one who sent me that I shall lose none of those that he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For my father will, my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise him up on that last day. Jesus declared verse 35 again, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Andrew, first thoughts?
1: Dude, uh, stepping back into like those first couple verses, uh, they're like, verse 28, they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires of us? And Jesus basically answers, believe in the one that God sent, right? And then they're like, okay, mo god gave us food through moses jesus is like moses didn't do that it was just the work of god they're like well uh, but but i can give you the bread of heaven they're like give us this bread we want it you know like the the whole like series of interaction <laughs> reminded me bear with me reminded me of karate kid like the original mr miyagi's like sweep you know like do the sweeping do the waxing like do he was doing all these things that were like common jobs and the competition was coming for karate. And the kids are like, I don't know any karate. What are you doing? Why am I doing all these things? And he's like, yeah, you do. And like, then they have like a fake fight, you know? And he's like, Oh, the sweeping's actually like a big move. The waxing's a big move. And to me, this is Jesus meeting the people where they're at and like constantly elevating from what they see. They're like, uh, what do we have to do? Give us the code, give us the rules, right? We'll follow them, give us the rule book, and, and we'll understand what to do. He's like, It's not about what you do, you need to believe. And they're like, uh, what about Moses? Like, he gave us stuff, he told us what to do, he gave us food. And Jesus is like, That's not Moses. He didn't, he was just the messenger, right? Like, it wasn't his in his power, he gave just manna. I can give you the bread of of life in a deeper, richer way. And they're like, yeah, we're hungry. That sounds good. Like, give us some bread. Like, always give us this bread. And he's like, you don't understand, people. I am the bread of life. Like, you need to believe in me. Like, you got to do and walk in the way that I walk and believe that I'm the son of God. And I just see it as like, Jesus was like this, the most masterful teacher that has ever lived. Um, and, and he just constantly elevates. He constantly points us upward toward God when we, I, the people he's talking with are like focused on the immediate needs. I need the rule book. I need, I need food for my next meal. I need, I want that bread you're talking about. It must be amazing if it's the bread that you eat in heaven. Right. And it's like, no, no, no you're thinking about the here and now needs, you're thinking about the things in your context, like, I'm pointing you upward, I'm pointing you to God, like, and and when I say believe the ones he sent, I'm talking about myself, like, I'm the son of God, believe that and follow in the way I teach. So, yeah, Mr. Miyagi came to mind in that simple, like, I'm teaching you but you don't understand the way I'm teaching you yet but you will at some point you know so I don't know man that's my first thoughts what about you what what struck you as you were reading through that
0: yeah like they missed the point uh like like you were saying um and it's a point yeah. we still miss today right it's always like we always want from God the things And not that they're not needs and you don't need those things, but we always want the things that are not the full, the fullness of who God is. I was going to call it blessing, but that's not the right word, right? Like, like this is God, the creator of the universe, offering you to know him, right? Like to sustain you through life, regardless of, uh, of what life throws at you. Um, All too often we're so like right in front of us, Um, people, right? And we see this all throughout. You look at Israel's history, like even with the manna coming from, from heaven, right? It was provided every day. And then they get frustrated that like, it's not what they wanted. Um, Like right there in front of them. Uh, And I think all too often, this is why the, the epistles and the new Testament writers are so um, gung ho and talking about like focus on the next life. i um, like, you are a part of a kingdom that doesn't operate by the rules of this life. Um, and you have access to things that this life doesn't give you access to. But all we ever focus on is like the thing right in front of us. And we're missing out on so much more goodness of yeah. what God is offering to us. And I think that's, that's the big like takeaway for me. And yeah. um, you know, God is a provider. That's, that's who he is. Um. But his provision shouldn't be the thing that dictates our devotion, right? And that's what he's getting at here. He's like, well, you've given us all these things, like give us more. And he's like, sure. But like, I want something more for you. Like, don't let like these two things attach themselves. Like I should have your devotion regardless of what's yeah. being provided to you um, in this life. Um, because what I give to you is much greater than whatever you're going to get from this life. Yeah. But like, we're so like short-sighted. It's like, well, God, this is the problem. Like I'm coming out of a season uh, over the last, since since April. Um, and probably even a little longer than that. But um, since April, we're like, I've been, I've been so focused on the things right in front of me um, and there's good that comes from it. Don't get me wrong. Like being focused on God's provision in your life and what's going on and God's provision inside of, you know, Hill city or church plant. Um, like good comes from that. We have bigger dreams that we didn't have before and and there's health in that, but so focused on the short sighted piece of it that we just forget of, of what God is doing. Um, and I think the other big piece is like the way in, in which God does provide in our life. Isn't like, um, isn't like a moment in time, everything's perfect and good. Right. Cause he yeah. still wants that heart. He still wants our heart. So wants our dependence right. um, and you know, for, you know, we, we look at Jesus words to the rich um, young ruler of like, it's, it's harder for, for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven um, because they can provide for themselves. Right. Like you don't have a dependence on mm-hmm. God. So why, why would they ever, they'll forget me if I give them too much yeah uh, and that's kind of the, the reality of it. but like even in through that season like coming out of it now um god's provided and god's provided in a miraculously yeah. crazy big way that like i thought it was going to be in all these other different paths and coming to find out god was working on something since since all the way back then of when i started praying for these things uh and he provided in perfect timing um like it's just that's who he is and it's the trusting peace in the midst of that that we're developing uh, mm-hmm. right because you know as we grow as disciple Oh gross! There's like water all over my mouse pad Sorry, uh, I just like picked it up and I was like, "What the heck?" Um, <laughs> but you gotta uh, stop
1: drooling, man. Sorry, I do. Go it's ahead. a bad you're habit. A I got
0: it. I got issues. <laughs> right. um, I do drool though. I'll wake like especially during naps. <laughs> I wake up and I'm, like my face <laughs> is just soaking wet. And you're like, what the heck?
1: <laughs> you're like, what am I doing? But it's only naps,
0: like during, like uh... while I'm sleeping, like normal just Ah, fine, but napping, man. That's
1: so funny. Napping makes
0: me drool. Uh, Yeah. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Two normal guys. All right. We get so short-sighted and and, uh, missing out on, on the trust muscles that got to get built. Right. I, I think there's so much we miss out on in this life that God wants to give. Not for like, your benefit, or for like your comfort, he wants to give for you to be able to bless others um, in a variety of different ways. Like, it could be uh, resources, it could be uh, wisdom, it could be understanding of something that's complex, um, and giving you the skill sets to be able to present that in a way for, for others. It could be a variety of different spirit, you know, through your spiritual gifts. Um, but I think we miss out on so much that we could be blessing those around us uh, yeah. in so much life, right? This life to the full, because we don't ever develop those, those trust muscles, right? We want God to provide now. We don't want God to provide now. And then when he does provide, we forget um, so quickly. And um, we never actually connect to the real, the real source of what Jesus is trying to say here. He wants you to know him and he wants to yeah. be known by you, um, right? Yeah. Like that's the peace. like that is the bread of life. That's the thing that sustains us when life is hard and when life is in, in, in uh, excess um, when, when things are going great and when things are, 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 struggling, like it's in the midst of those things that we get to participate with God uh, and be with him and just be with him. Like right? that's enough to sustain us. Like there is a level of power inside of that truth that we completely breeze over because we're so focused on just now. Right. Like yeah. shoot Jesus, Jesus went 40 days without food. Uh, yeah. Like you could do it. Like you're like, that's yeah. impossible. No, because he, he relied on the father. Right. Yeah. You know, like you said, yeah. during, you know, when, he, when yeah. he was tempted during that time, you know, I, I, you know, there's other, or when he, he tells the disciples this too, but he's, he tells his disciples like, I have other food you don't know about. Um, and while he's being tempted uh, by the devil, he responds with man does not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Yeah. Um, I think we miss out on the mouth of God because we don't spend the time to get to know him. Yeah. Are you drooling right now? Is that why you're wiping no. your face? No,
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I had this little scab from a pimple and I picked it and I'm like, oh man, it's like bleeding. Uh so That's funny. anyway, you know, we got drool and we got blood and uh people, yeah. we're just normal, you know, we're not pros. We're we're very novice podcasters, but you get to listen to us. But uh yeah, man, like speaking of like the like Jesus when after he says he's the bread of life, he talks about how like God sent him down from heaven, God the Father, um, and that part of his job is to like not lose anybody that God gives to him, any of the followers, like the disciples and those um, who the early converts uh, to Christianity as well as us, you know, many, many years later. And and he talks about how like it, that's kind of up to God who's going to have that happen, And he goes in this whole thing, and then the Jews that he's talking with, like, I don't know, actually, I should probably look up higher in the chapter and know, like, who is the context, but we just know he's talking to people, uh, Jews in this context, and they start to, like, grumble, and they're like, aren't you, like, the son of Joseph? Like, you're Jesus, you're the son of Joseph, but you're saying you came down from heaven? Like, what are you talking about? You know, they, like immediately are looking for like excuses to not really listen to the points he's making and to like, try to dismiss it and to be like, what are you talking about? Like you're high on your own supply. All right. Like you're, this is just not true. Like you were born of, of a man and we know the man, we know Joseph, we know Mary, like, what are you talking about? Jesus? You know, like you're, you're one of us. Like, how do you, how do you claim this thing? Mm -hmm. And it's easy. Like, like, it's easy to look at a story like this and just be like, those crazy people, like how could they dismiss Jesus like that? How could they uh, be following Moses in the desert and see him sprout water from a rock and not believe it's miraculous? How could they see God as a pillar of fire in the night and a cloud in the day and mm-hmm. and not follow God and get distracted from his ways, right? it's really easy for me to just have those thoughts and kind of brush past it. Um, But the reality is like, God is still very much at work in each of our lives and is communicating to and through us all the time by the work of the Holy spirit. But it's really easy to dismiss it. (laughs) It's really easy to brush past it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like Josh, you were telling me the story of somebody's generosity before we got on this call. And like, My first thought was like, man, how amazing is it that God like used the Holy Spirit to create that heart of generosity in this person who didn't have to do it and chose to and to to bless others with it, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's something that like, I think that's the type of work of the Holy Spirit that we can like rationalize away or we can just ignore or we can look at and go like. No, like, I know where that guy came from. Of course, he's not from God. That's Joseph's son. He's just crazy. He must be a lunatic, right? But in reality, if you're, like, we see kind of what we're looking for (laughs) in this life. Like, if we're we're looking to dismiss the claims of Jesus, and we're looking to dismiss relationship with God, and we'd just rather, like, keep it in a box and keep it comfortable and, like, Mm -hmm. check the rules of, like, am I... Am I t- like giving to my church? Am I praying once a day? Am I reading my Bible? You can do that. And like, like, I'm not saying any of those are innately bad, but if, if you see Christianity as like, this is the rule book and these are the rules I'm going to follow everything else I get to control in my life and I don't really have to let be influenced by any of those rules, like then that's a way to live out Christianity. But I don't think it's the way Jesus calls us into. I don't think it's the way he demonstrated, taught his disciples, taught people through direct claims like, no, 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 believe me. (laughs) I am the bread of life. I am me, like the bread of life. It's what you need to live like me, you know? And he makes it clear. And our first reaction can be like, I'm going to dismiss that because that feels uncomfortable. Doesn't feel like there's a clear rule book around it. I can't check those boxes without letting it affect everything else in my life. So I'd rather keep my Christianity in a box and my God small because I can control a small God and I can be God over the rest of my life. Right. And like, if we're really honest, like you talk about the moments we, you talked about moments we screw up as followers of Jesus and like, the grace that exists within our faith to have it be a daily lived out thing that some days we suck at and other days we work on, but the Holy Spirit guides all the way through. Like, man, we need grace in our lives because we're never going to get it right on the first attempt. If we did, it wouldn't be worth dedicating your life to. Um, But through the power of God and the goodness of God the longer we walk with him maybe the more we can actually believe in the ways of Jesus and and follow in the paths that he walked in and believe he's the bread of life more deeply in our soul than we do at our head level you know so i know that's like all out and around but it's easy to just dismiss the people who are the naysayers in this and the people who are like just give us the bread, dude. Just give us the rules. That's what we want. Like so often I've been there, right? Like, just give me the rule. Help me know how to get a, help me know how to get a B plus in this. Cause like, I don't need an A plus, but like, let me get that good enough grade. Right. Jesus like, it's not a grade, (laughs) like follow me, believe me, trust me. I am like, I am God. And I was sent here for you, you know? So that's where I went with that, man.
0: I think too, like as you're talking and just had this thought, um, we'll give, we'll give God the credit. But, um, if you keep going through the book of John, um, and I'm reading in John right now in, in my time with Jesus. So it's on the forefront of my brain, but, uh, in chapter eight, um, Jesus, Jesus talks about how much they love the, the devil, uh, how much they love his ways. Um, and it's from a place of like living in the flesh that like that selfishness, right? Like it's, it's all about me. It's what I can get. It's, it's me, 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 me. Uh, and he goes like, of course you can't hear the truth because you're believing his lies because his lies speak to that, that part of me, 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 right. You're believing these things that are not true of my kingdom. Um, But you like these things because they let you stay in your comfort. They let you stay in your, your uh, pleasures. They let you stay in these things that you've, you've been lied to and convinced of. And he's like, I'm trying to give you something better. Uh, And I think that relates back to, you know, I am the bread of life. He's trying to give us something better. And reality is the bread of him being the bread of life. Like it's a trust, like it comes back to trust. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we don't like to be uncomfortable as human Mm -hmm. beings. Right. Yeah. But the reality is if I want to see God do greater things in my life and the life of those around me, I want to have impact and make it matter. Like I have to get uncomfortable. Right. I have yeah. to actually trust uh, that the risks that I'm creating in my life that God is going to provide for those things. He is going to be my bread um, and my daily bread at that. Right. Like we just came out of the prayer series a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um, and, you know, there's this piece that like, I have to be coming to Jesus every day for what I need um, in terms of direction, in terms of comfort, in terms of reminded of truths, in terms of reminded of grace uh, in my life uh, because of his, his death and resurrection. Um, I need those things to continue. But I think there's a piece of it of like, if I'm really believing that Jesus is the bread of life, if I'm really believing he is my source of everything. I'm going to take different risks in my life. Um, when opportunity presents itself and there's something we can chase, but it's going to cost me part of my savings or it's going to cost me um, part of my comfort of things that I want, uh, mm-hmm. I have to make the choice. And I think this is that piece of like, am I going to believe the lies that the enemy's feeding me? Of like, oh, God's not in this. God doesn't care. Um, God's not going to provide for you. You better not take this risk. You got to mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Remember that one time where he didn't provide the way you thought he was going to provide in the past? Like, he's going to play that game with you so you don't take. Take the risk, um, and right. now you miss out on what God is trying to do in you and through you, um, yeah. and trying to get you that place of John ten ten. Right, you know, I want to give you life and yeah. give it to the full, um, yeah. but the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So often, um, just like you know these these Jewish these Jewish communities that Jesus is speaking to right now, like we're no different. Like so yeah. often, we want just. I want to live the way I want to live it, God. And you try to fit into my life. Um, but this is that whole piece of like death to yourself. You want to live a life of meaning. You want to see a difference be made. Um, you've got to give up control. Like you've got to take some risks that don't seem, uh, not that they're irrational, uh, but they're going to feel irrational to some people. Yeah. Um, but that they're um, fighting against your flesh, um, fighting against your comfort um, to take some chances um, because you feel like God's leading you somewhere. And here's the beautiful thing. So, you know, you know, we're in, you know, our Hill City is a, is a young church plant. I'll use this as an illustration, but Hill City is a young church plant. Um, you know, we've been in weekly services since March. Um, right before March, we signed a, a lease on a building. In all reality, signing the lease on the building was a horrible, stupid idea, right? Like we could have saved money by going into, don't get me wrong. We have a phenomenal deal on the building and our landlords yeah. are great. But, um, and God could be in the midst of those things, who knows, but um, in the, the longevity of Hill City, probably not the, the the smartest decision that we made, but it's the decision we made. Here's yeah. the beautiful thing about it. Doesn't matter. Like, is God not still going to take care of you? Is God not mm. still going to provide for you? Even though you made, no, that's who God is. Like, it, it's not this, well, I'm on the wrong path. Like, it wasn't a sinful path. Like, getting on the sinful path, sure. Like, there's a there's a level of consequences that are to come with that, but you know, trying to do the right things for God um, and you made the wrong decision, it's not like God's like, oh, shucks, you're outside of yeah. my will. No, that's yeah. a small God, right? That's mm-hmm. just the reality of it. If there is only one path that we could follow and that's the only way God would be able to intervene and work, that's crazy to yeah. me. That's not the God yeah. we have. Our God is much right. bigger, much greater, and he's still mm-hmm. going to provide. Even if it was the wrong decision, he's going to provide. That's who he is. Yep. Um, he is going to be the bread of life, but we have to be coming to him and And seeking those things daily, individually, daily with him. Um, or you're going to get out of whack. You're going to get to those places where you're believing the lies. Like this is why Jesus said at the end of, of the Lord's prayer, right? Deliver me from the enemy. Um, Mm -hmm. like this is what he's talking about. The enemy's on the prowl. He's good at what he does. He'll give you half truths over and over again. That's why it's so important that we dig into the bread of life. This is why it's so important. We're spending time with Jesus often and daily. Um, And if you're not, like you're, you're playing a risky game. Uh, And Mm -hmm. you're going to wonder why you're not growing. You're going to wonder why you don't have greater trust of God. You're going to wonder why you don't feel closer to God. Um, You're going to wonder all these different things. The enemy is going to get a foothold and he's going to start to tear apart your life. Um, It doesn't feel like that at first, but you'll get there. I promise if you're not Mm -hmm. coming back to those places. Um, But yeah, I think, I think this statement is a trust exercise. I think that's the point Jesus is Mm -hmm. trying to make. Trust me for who I am. Trust me who sent me. Um, Yeah. Like those are the things that he's saying and he says these things over and over again for the next two chapters, mm-hmm. uh, totally. as well. But yeah, I think those are my, any practical or any other thoughts before we get like practical, what Dude, does this really look like?
1: Yeah. Final thought on that. And then maybe we can do a, how to get practical about it. But, um, you know, Jesus talked about like multiple times in the gospels. He talked about, um, that i didn't come here to just unite everybody and make a kumbaya and like fix all your problems like overthrow the romans unite yeah. all the jews like i you might think that's what your your savior was coming for you were wrong like i came to be a dividing line like those that are following god and those that are not um and like some of those teachings can can be harsh sounding but in the way Jesus taught like this, you see the reaction from the people he was teaching to, right? Where we hear the, like the the things John wrote down and recorded of like the, the detractors in the crowd, the people that heard what he was saying and immediately met it with an argument of like, yeah, but you're Joseph's son. Yeah. And a little further down, how could anyone eat your flesh? What are you talking about? You're crazy. You know, like they didn't they chose not to understand what he was saying and the way he was saying it or believe Mm -hmm. the things that he was saying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing we don't know is how much of the crowd was like, "Uh, that sounds wild, but I'm ready to follow you. I'm going Mm -hmm. to follow you. Like, I don't know. We don't know how many people had that reaction, but I can only imagine that some did, right? And that some became followers of Christ from this. So, like, when Jesus talks about being a dividing line that will even sever like a family, right? Where somebody in the family chooses to follow his way. Everybody else chooses to go the other way. And it's like a disunifying thing that happens. And um, like to me, the way he teaches, the way he boldly proclaims, I am the bread of life. I am the gate. All these things will go into. Maybe a big piece of that is dropping the truth bomb statements and seeing which of you are going to follow me and believe me and which of you are going to do everything in your power to dismiss what i said or to do the opposite of what i said cuz there is a dividing line right and the way we hear from god sometimes the the uh first reaction i have is like i just don't want to do that right mm-hmm. that sounds risky sounds scary i can't predict where that's going to go i don't i'm not interested um and, and that's like, that's the wrong reaction. But if I'm being honest, sometimes that's the truth. And, uh, and then other times I'm like, okay, God, like that's risky. That's a little scary. I don't know what that means or where this goes, but I trust you. And I'm going to like take the next right step toward that thing. Um, and yeah, like God calls us into things that are unknown to us that require faith from us, right? Things that we can't tangibly prove but that we believe God to be like that's where faith comes in um mm-hmm. so i just wanted to call that out and uh and man maybe as a way to get practical like as i was as we've been talking i i just keep thinking like um a practical thing for me to do for anybody to do is literally just read through john chapter 6 and ask yourself What bothers me about what Jesus is saying or doing or claiming? Like, what what irritates me as I read this? What bothers me? What makes me uncomfortable? And then pray about that thing. (laughs) Like God, what is it that you're stirring in me that feels like I can't believe it or that feels uncomfortable or like I just don't want to believe that or introduce that into my faith? Like, read through John 6 ask yourself what makes you uncomfortable because something probably will, and then pray about it and ask God the open questions and then pause and listen for whatever he might reveal Mm -hmm. to you in that moment or in the couple days to come. Because in my experience, God doesn't always speak in our schedule. He doesn't always answer a question as soon as we ask it, but Mm -hmm. the questions are never lost on him. And, And if we're like, have an imposture of trying to listen for those answers, they do come. Um, so, yeah, man, that's maybe my practical is like, read through John 6, think about what makes you uncomfortable as you do, and then pray about that thing real directly with questions that you can't answer to God and wait for the answer. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know. Any final thought or practical thought from you, man?
0: No, I think, I think that's great. Like, looking in your life for the areas... You're choosing to be selfish I think are, are good areas to dig into with God um, like when you're choosing to be comfortable and it's a variety of different ways and I'm not saying all of them are bad but um, th- there's things that we have accepted as good like yeah. hey you should have a savings account of six months worth of of uh, expenses sure in the grand scheme of things that's not bad. Um, but if it's creating a reliance on self, then a reliance on God, I would say it's bad at that point. Um, you've, you've chosen wrong. Um, right. Well, God wants me to take care of myself. Sure. But you know what? God wants more. God wants your heart. Um, And if you're not creating a dependence in life where you've got to depend on God, um, yeah, you're missing out on so much life that could be had. Um, You're going to get to the next life and you're going to be shocked at how much you missed out on. Right. This is why, you know, there's so much talk throughout the New Testament of like build your treasures in heaven. Right. This is what he's talking about. Um, This life does not matter. What you build in this life will be gone eventually. Um, But God is greater. God is bigger and God can take care of you through the midst of it. Just follow his lead. Uh, and in the times where it's hard to follow his lead, and there's times like that where, you know, I've believed the lies and I'm stuck in the places um, that that I can't shake and, and get free from, like bring others into the equation. Um, you know, keep trusting that God is in the midst of it, um, that he does have a plan that he's working out and his timeline's not your timeline. And all of those things are, are normal. Um, yeah but it's all trust, right? I am the bread yeah. of life. It's a trust statement. Do I believe in mm-hmm. trust that he will provide what I need in this life? Not just physical and tangible things, but everything that I need in this life to yeah. live a life. He's called me to be, uh, choose obedience, um, choose to, to even when it doesn't make sense, but it seems like the right thing. Um, choose those decisions. And, and I think God is going to honor them, um, in the midst yeah. of those things. But I think that's it. I am the bread of life. I'm not, but Jesus is. Jesus said, I that's am right. the bread of life. Uh, and we can choose to trust that, or we can choose to try to keep doing things on our own and depending on self. Uh, and I think you're going to be shocked yeah. at how poorly that works out for you in the long run. <laughs> um, but that's yeah. good. that's my final thoughts. Andrew, would you pray for us in the audience? Sure. As we go through this yeah, series? man. For sure.
1: Uh, God thank you that we can do this. Thanks that Josh and I can have these conversations and that people listen. Uh, I pray over Josh and I and over everyone that listens to this podcast that, uh, Lord, those things that you stir up in us that make us uncomfortable or that we're choosing to be selfish with, or we don't want to obey. And God, would you stir those up in us? Remind us of what those are and, and give us the courage to, approach you humbly and ask for your help in them. Uh, Give us the courage to approach friends and those who love you and love us and do the same. We want to glorify you and honor you with uh, the way we live, the way we think, the way we dream, and uh, we pray that you'd give us uh, the ability to do that. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the way he lived, the way he taught, all that he did for us, and uh, thanks for being good to us. You are God, and we love you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people.
0: And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you.
1: You can email us at hello at this Jesus life podcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.